Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you The Seminarians, a dialogue with students from the Pontifical College Josephinum, produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire vocations to the religious life. And now, The Seminarians. Welcome to The Seminarian Show. I'm Jonathan Torres from the Diocese of Charlotte, North Carolina. Joining me are Dalton Irvin from Victoria, Texas, and Gordon Mott from Columbus, Ohio. Let us begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let us pray in the words that our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy thy kingdom kingdom come, thy thy will be done done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So for today's show, I wanted to talk about movies. Movies in general, classic movies, Catholic movies. We can go all over the place with this. Um, I think movies uh, today have a very strong impact on the culture. They're very popular with streaming services now, Netflix and Amazon, Hulu. And you see how much money they rake in at the box office. Mm -hmm. It's just Mm -hmm. everyone's seeing movies now. And the whole phenomenon of superhero movies, very popular. Um, Yeah, comic books are cool again. They're cool again, yeah. But only in movie form. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, otherwise you're a nerd, I guess, right? (laughs) Yeah. but I, I do think that movies can really transcend entertainment. Um, I think primarily they are a source of entertainment, but they really can become a, tr- a true source of beauty and inspiration. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so we have very artful movies, too. Um, maybe it's not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, but, but I think uh, movies can be a legitimate uh, art medium. So I wanted to start maybe with just um, some of our favorite movies, uh, some classic catholic movies uh, that i grew up watching with my family um i'll you know just to start off uh some catholic movies that really impacted me growing up mm-hmm. were hitchcock's i confess 1953 great movie about a priest who's falsely accused of murder oh wow uh the scarlet in the black oh famous uh, yeah, yeah that's that's a great movie with uh i think it was was it gregory peck i think yeah. it was yeah um that, that 1983, that was a great movie. And most recently, Passion of the Christ. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to label that as a Catholic movie, a religious movie, maybe like religious art, yeah. perhaps. Christian in general. Christian in general, perhaps, yeah. Um, those are some of my favorite movies. I don't know, uh, any, any that you want to throw in there? Yeah, I definitely didn't grow up watching Catholic movies. Um, no. I'm, I'm a rare breed. Bre- yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> what a holy family to be emulated. <laughs> How wholesome. <laughs> um, but definitely in the in the sphere of Catholic movies, uh, also like going back to Gregory Peck, makes a great priest in uh, The Keys to the Kingdom you know, as I've, a missionary yeah, to, to China. Yeah, I need to see that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. you got to see it. It's long, mm-hmm. but it, uh, it's great. Uh, and then also Bing Crosby, a, a wonderful priest in the Bells of St. Oh, Mary's. Oh, yes. yes. I remember. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and Going My Way. Going yes, My well. Way is totally yeah. like... Both great, uh, phenomenal films. Yeah. Uh, and then also The Cardinal, which I think is every seminarian's like... They love that movie. Yeah. You watch yeah. it and, and you want to be Father Fermoyle. Yes. I just remember, you know, I've seen it um, only once. And it was during a summer assignment. And I remember... 
um, it was very late when my pastor said, oh, I should watch this. And he put it on. And then like 20 minutes into the movie, he said, okay, I'm going to go to bed. I'm tired. But you should stay up and watch this. <laughs> so yeah. One of the longest movies of my life. Oh, yeah. I mean, it has an actual intermission built yeah, into which, the movie. Which I paused and I went to the bathroom. Yeah. And, you know, microwave my popcorn. So. Yeah. But I agree with, with the idea of the movies as a medium of art, especially as technology has improved mm-hmm. with these newer movies. The cinematography, right? Just the art of, of what the camera captures. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is phenomenal yeah. and can be edifying in seeing God's creation uh, in this new way. Yeah, yeah. And one of my favorite movies, actually, that does that very well with good cinematography is um, The Tree of Life. It was with Brad Pitt and Jessica Chastain. Um, it was really an exploration of suffering. Mm-hmm. And it was a secular movie, but it had a lot of religious themes in it, which will bring us later on. I want to talk about like what distinguishes a Catholic movie versus a secular movie, Christian movie. Uh-huh. We, we hear these label, labels thrown around so much. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think the distinction between what's Catholic and not Catholic in movies is a lot more difficult to determine than, than what it seems. Yeah, um, but I agree. Gordon, you were going to uh, chime in there? The... Uh well, I, I think that conversation sailed past. I was just going to, you were talking about movies in terms of like uh, visual art. Mm-hmm. And while I don't necessarily, like the, the theology of it's very problematic, but like what dreams may come. I remember when that came out and, you know, this, this medium of digital editing and digital retouching was brought in to kind of explore this idea of what visually it might look like mm. to, you know, to be in heaven. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think movies is a really unique art because you are bringing in lots of art forms to create one piece of art. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're painting. It's very, you know, you have the canvas and the paints, you know, yeah. whereas movies, you have the soundtrack, the acting, the directing, the cinematography, um, sound design, whatever it may be. So it's, it's a much more complicated yeah. piece of art um, when you look at it. So, so um, I wanted to talk about maybe, um, like I mentioned what does what really defines uh, a catholic movie versus a non-catholic movie because i really think that there are some non-catholic movies quote unquote secular movies um that actually express the beauty of the human experience maybe more so than some christian movies mm-hmm. um this might be a little controversial um but i'm not a huge fan of you know, these Christian movies like Courageous or Fireproof. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're I talking think, about. I think they have a good message, um, but I think the message is beaten over the viewer's head a little too much to where the beauty of filmmaking is sacrificed, in a sense. And so it becomes more like a a sermon rather than a beautiful movie, as it were. Yeah, I, I would say... In answer to that or in agreement with that or or however you want to take it, that with the explicit Christian movies, um, you lose really the Christian experience of searching, Mm, right? In a relationship with God and a relationship with Christ, you enter in searching for something, searching for truth, searching Mm -hmm. for um, the intimacy with God. Yeah. And when it's just thrown at you, you don't really find it, right? It's it, yeah. you lose your part of entering into the right. It's it's more like a passive dialogue. receiving than yeah. an active um, yeah. searching, yeah. which makes I think art that much enga- that much more engaging when there's some mystery to it and mm-hmm. there's some 
engagement that the viewer has to yeah engage in you know as it were um or to mull over to mull over yeah exactly well or or to even validate right so like i think i i want to be engaged when i go to to watch a film um i i want it to 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 take me places that I, i wouldn't necessarily go in my internal dialogue or to challenge me about things and so like one really standout, like just Christian produced movie um, that I really enjoyed was called To Save a Life. Mm. And, you know, and it was about, it was a high school setting. It was about bullying. And it's centered around a tragedy that happened in the community. <clears throat> and it explores different perspectives and challenges people to think about whether or not they actually are a person of value within their local community mm-hmm. uh, if they're, if they're living up to their potential essentially. Um, so I mean, so in, in any genre, right? Like there's, there's good and there's bad. And yeah. So, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, um, I think from, for example, for me, one of my favorite movies, um, and we can get to our favorite movies in general in a, in a second, but uh, the movie by M night Shyamalan signs, that alien uh-huh. movie. Oh yeah, you know it's 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 a tin thriller. Tinfoil hats. Yeah, tinfoil yeah. hats. Uh, Mel Gibson. It's it's a thriller, psychological thriller, uh, popular back in the day. Um, but I really think that it's more than just an alien sci-fi movie. It's about this pastor who loses his faith, and through the events of the movie, aliens, uh, he comes to rediscover his faith. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that I think that's just one example where. The art and story uh, are given focus, which lends itself to transmitting a message that's just as Christian as another uh, as these mm-hmm. Christian movies that are popular nowadays. So, so that's just one example. I think how um, the lines can be blurred between Christian movies, non-Christian movies, uh, even the popularity of superhero movies too. Uh, I think that there is something that speaks universally about the human experience in a lot of these uh very popular on the surface just you know mindless entertainment but there is something about you know the underdog the everyman finding the dignity within himself to overcome some evil right we all we all we we all like those stories um and so it's very i think it's, it's it just speaks to the the human experience about struggle about finding uh courage uh, seeing these uh, movies as inspirations to uh, to overcome the evil in one's own life, yeah. as it were. I, I really think when you're classifying movies as Christian or not secular, or however you want to do that, I think it really does become a classification through the mode of the receiver. Mm. Because you can watch any movie and, and read into it your own experience of, sure, yeah. of redemption, yeah. of conversion towards Christ. Yeah. Um, I know I was talking to somebody the other day about the new movie on Netflix, Bird Box. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I just had this elaborate idea that written deep into it was this story of the corruption of the soul through the knowledge of evil and all this. <laughs> that's deep. That's and deep. The, the, the other person said, I don't think that's what they meant. <laughs> you know, but, but whatever's on our mind and in our heart at the time of seeing the movie really interprets, I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, what it is, and, and then can and can classify it as, you know, a crit, at least Christian theme, right? Or, right. And I think um, ultimately, 
that's what the best art does is it speaks to the viewer um, personally. And when it speaks to the viewer personally, the, the viewer is able to bring out his own connections and experience to yeah. that to yeah. that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. You're listening to the Seminarian Show on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM 820. You can hear this show every Saturday at 11.30 and Sunday at 1 p.m. and in the audio archives at stgabrielradio.com. I'm Jonathan Torres from the Diocese of Charlotte. Joining me are Dalton Irvin from Victoria, Texas, and Gordon Mott from Columbus, Ohio. Go home team. Go home team. (laughs) (laughs) So we've been talking about movies. We've been talking about... Uh, the distinctions between Christian movies, Catholic movies, secular movies. Uh, I wanted to maybe switch gears a little bit uh, into some of our just our personal favorite movies uh, in general. I'm not a huge movie buff. Uh, a lot of my friends have seen much more movies mm-hmm. than I have. Mm-hmm. But there are some movies that really stick to me that I'll watch over and over again. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites, with my, along with my family... This probably comes as no surprise to all of you. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> no, what? <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a big literature buff, so I do like... Uh, uh, the books are great. Movies are as great as well. But I think that's also... Lord of the Rings is a really good example of how you have these themes that are Catholic in a movie that's not explicitly Catholic. J.R.R. Tolkien wrote in a letter that his books are fundamentally Catholic books. Mm. And there's no mention of Christ in the books at all. It's yeah. a work of fantasy. But I think what he's describing there are the themes that speak to our human experience that is seen through a Catholic lens. Yeah. Um, you know, that the, the level of courage, friendship, uh, his view on evil, too, as a privation of goodness is present in, in uh, his movies and his books, uh, in his books later in the movies. So I think Lord of the Rings is not only one of my favorite favorite movies but it's also a great example of how uh these secular movies can touch upon christian themes yeah so, i don't know what are you some of your guys movies that uh you like or maybe inspire you to uh um well i mean in terms of recent movies i think my most favorite recent movie and i'm not i'm like i'm not a big movie buff right that's my brother but uh for me i just when I get in the mood to see a movie, I want to see a movie, and mm-hmm. that's it. Sure. But uh, there's a there's a one that came out called Sing Street, um, about this uh, Irish uh, high school kid that uh, discovers music and his love of music and starts playing the guitar and like kind of just reaches out from his really terrible situation of poverty. Like it's just mm-hmm. a really good movie with a great soundtrack. So nice, nice. Um, but of course, you know, growing up, it was movies like Smokey and the Bandit and you yeah. know, car racing movies because my <laughs> father was a mechanic and that's what we watched in my right, house. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Nice. Anything, Dalton? Yeah. I mean, it seems to be the theme of the group, not being huge movie buffs. Um, <laughs> typically, I like to watch just like dumb, funny movies. Yeah. Um, I use movies as really an escape. Um, sure. Like yeah. I talked about Bird Box and I have this deep like reading into it, something that's probably not even there. <laughs> uh, my typical experience is just watching something to laugh at. Um, yeah, sure. And not even to really watch it all that closely. Uh, over pastoral year, though, 
I did watch a lot of movies. <laughs> and uh, good, good festival year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, uh, one of them that that I watched that really struck me, and I had to go watch it a second time, was Coco. You know. That's actually a really enjoyable. I need to see, see? the movie still. Um, my family said really you got to listen about, to these things. Yeah. You got to listen to me. <laughs> Coco is a movie that you all need to see. Um, just the, I mean, it's animated. It's cartoon. Sure. Um, it's about this young boy who's from a very rigid traditional family uh, in Mexico, mm-hmm. and it's coming up on the Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead. And okay. They have the little altar set up and. Yeah, it, it just runs through without ruining the story. Um, runs through the struggle of this young boy trying to find his his identity as an individual, mm-hmm. but also fitting into the family, um, and what that's like in this very cute way. And yeah, at the end you'll cry, but um, <laughs> both times that's Pixar, but, right? I think yeah. it's I think it is Pixar. Okay, yeah, they do a great job with yeah. those animated movies. And then the other movie that I really liked. And it was more just because it's real catchy. Uh, the Greatest Showman. Oh. Now, my, see, I got yeah. halfway through that movie, and I just, I don't know. Couldn't like, do it, it just didn't do it for me. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, just the rhythm of I the I haven't whole thing. seen it, but my family brought the soundtrack, and they've been playing it on, playing it on repeat, and I can't stand it. So. Your, family <laughs> have, your family has much better taste than you. What can I say? <laughs> I'll see it. Okay. Now, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. <laughs> But uh, those are just two movies that really stick sure. out to me because they're family friendly. You, know, yeah. you can take anyone to see it and you don't feel guilty about having seen something. Else. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> I shouldn't have seen that. <laughs> right, right. Um, some of my other favorite movies growing up in the 90s, I have some nostalgia for Jurassic Park, oh, Back yeah. to the Future. So Back that was to the more land before time well, no, than Jurassic <laughs> Park. A little more cute than, than scary. Sure, of course. But I think even in those movies... Um, I know everyone is like, oh, you know, Jurassic Park, a fun science fiction dinosaur movie. Even in that movie, I do like to think about the themes that are like, it's almost like a warning tale where you have, everyone is very weary about technology. Yeah. Uh, it's masked in this fun thriller, but uh, I think there's a lot to glean in it, even if you want to do, if you want to see a, a message in it. Uh, I think even Jurassic Park, uh, movies like that can... Yeah can actually have good discussion points at the very least. Well, and like, so here's why I out myself as the old man of the group, because uh, like my childhood growing up in the eighties was like, you know, E.T. and the Goonies and uh, the the Explorers, right? Like Flight of the Navigator, like all of these like films that really just kind of engaged your imagination and your fancy as a kid. And, you know, then you know, your play for the next week was motivated by things that you were thinking about from the movie. Like, yeah, man, I want to go to space. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, those are, yeah, just some of our lists um, of movies that we enjoyed growing up and even now. I wanted to also talk about, um, in our last few minutes, the idea that secular movies uh, really shouldn't be watched by Catholics. I know there's some... Uh, very uh, zealous <laughs> for, for uh, uh, a euphemistic term, I guess. <laughs> um, saying that, like, oh, we should have nothing to do with our culture. Um, yeah. You know, uh, we should be in the world but not of the world. Um, what do you guys think about uh, just people who stay away from most things that are of the world? 
what would you say, you know, in, in your defense of just... I think that's a very good way to uh, run a monastery. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that that's necessarily a very good... You are... It, it's a simply a fact of human life that you are going to be challenged at some point. You're going to be presented with things that are distasteful to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we're really going to live the gospel, then we it's important to learn early on how to look at a person in a bad situation and not look at them as a bad person who, you know, is completely foreign to me and I don't understand the motivations. You're bad and you deserve all the bad yeah, things that are coming yeah. about. Um, because I'm, I'm a big fan of the mantra that we learned in um, in Senior McMahon's morality class. Uh, life is complicated and people are messy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think if you start filtering out too much, you can lose sight of that. Mm. Um, and that's a dangerous place to be because then you forget that you too are complicated and messy. Yeah. 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 I think I think the important thing, um, the reason we can't not watch secular movies or can't not read secular magazines mm-hmm. or newspapers, whatever it may be, is because as Christians in this world, we have to be in dialogue with people. Yeah. Um, if you don't know about the movies that people are watching, how are you going to be in dialogue with with yeah. them. If you have no idea what they're interested in, you know, it's like you think about um, having a conversation with a person who you share no interests with. Right, right. Or exactly. you share no shared knowledge or shared experience yeah. besides just being alive and maybe both human. Right. Um, yeah, you just can't. It doesn't It doesn't work. Yeah. You don't fit together in, in a way. But if, say, I've watched the same movie as you and I can talk about this read into Christian message that I, I see in the movie. Yeah. And it can make this other person go, huh, maybe. Like, I don't think so. Right, But right. maybe. Right, yeah. Well, then at least we're meeting somewhere. Yeah. And especially us as seminarians who are studying to be priests, to be able to connect, make that connection and relate. Mm-hmm. Instead of just saying, oh, I don't touch that stuff. Yeah. And then suddenly you become like this robot that's unrelatable. Yeah. Uh, to I mean, your what are you doing? So. Reading books? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Of course, all this is said with a caveat. You can't just watch any movie now, exactly. right? Um, you yeah, know, our, I mean, don't faith... subject yourself to filth, right? Right, yeah, exactly. So our faith still informs what we, you know, intake as entertainment. Um, but that's not to say that, oh, this movie doesn't mention Jesus, or it says one curse word, therefore it's trash. Yeah. I think that's the extreme. There's always a, you know, a, a medium um, mm-hmm. with these things. Well, mm-hmm. and I, I think there's a lot of validity and importance to what Dalton was saying. So uh, St. Philip Neri's biographer, you know, the, the Apostle of Rome, um, described his evangelization essentially as he would, he would engage them on subject matters that were important to them. Mm-hmm. So the first couple of times that he met somebody, if they were a doctor, he'd talk to them about medicine yeah. or carpenters about carpentry. Yeah. Um, and that's just the importance of being a good, well-rounded human being. Yeah. 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 And I remember um, I watched a movie with a friend a couple of years back. It was called Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. I uh, heard of it. I don't think that yeah. is a very strange movie. A very strange movie. I, I actually enjoyed it, but it was very dark and very nihilistic. And I remember my friend being a little disturbed after he saw it. And he's like, you know, should we even be watching this? And, and I came across this quote after I'd seen the movie, and it made me think of his experience. Uh, this is John Paul II in his letter to artists. He says, even, even when they, art, 
explores the darkest depths of the soul or the most unsettling aspects of evil, artists give voice in a way to the universal desire for redemption. And I think that movies, as long as they are artful first, they will inevitably speak about transcendence and beauty. Uh, I think art goes hand in hand with our Christian faith. And if something's beautiful, then it's going to inevitably talk about truth in some regards. Well, yeah, beauty has to point to its creator. Yeah, and so even some dark and unsettling movies that are nihilistic, the way I saw that movie, Nightcrawler, in in regard to my faith, was how there was no mention of God in this entire movie, and this is how a person acts outside of living in faith. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so... Even yeah, like so, as John Paul II, even when it explores dark depths of humanity, uh, it's it's a truth that we can't escape. As Gordon was saying, like you know, we're messy, complicated. Yeah. Well, that's the reality, and, right? Yeah, is that exactly. in humanity there are really dark places? Yeah. And, and are, are exactly. we just going to ignore it? No, right. And pretend like, oh no, everything is all shiny and, yeah, and nice, rainbows yeah. and unicorns. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that there's a temptation that we want our art to be like that, to be all polished and almost ignoring the filthy side of humanity and. I think that that's actually not artful, and ultimately that denies the message of Christianity that Christ came into our uncleanliness, right, and became human despite our messiness. Yeah, right? right, he is the light shining in the darkness. In the darkness, yeah, exactly, yeah. and that implies darkness. Yeah. Right? So, anyway, any last closing remarks on the topics of movies? I think we covered a lot of ground here. But yeah, I mean, watch those good old Catholic movies. Good old Catholic movies. I confess, Scarlet and Black, Passion of the Christ. Bells of St. Mary is so quotable, the priest there, right? Yeah. I I come this way but once, so I must do what good I can, for I come this way but once. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's a great movie, too. I've seen it. The last time I saw that was years ago, but uh, yeah, that's one of my favorites, too. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for today's Seminarian Show. You can hear this show every Saturday at 1130 and Sunday at 1 p.m., and in the audio archives at stgableradio.com. And let us close with a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God, pray pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. The Seminarians is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of the seminarians and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then he, son.